Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Strangely and Friends, the podcast. My name is Strangely. This is a podcast. And if you're listening to it, you're probably one of the friends. No, you're definitely one of the friends if you're willing to sit and listen to my voice, but not just my voice. There's another friend here live in person. Uh, So this is my friend Kama, who is sitting next to me. And uh, Kama is also in the boat building class with me. Yes. Uh, Come and I have never done a podcast, so this will be very interesting. Uh, yeah. So, uh, where are you from? For all the folks at home, I know you've already told me, but tell, tell, uh, you can tell them where you're from. I am from Denmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is uh, very close to Norway, so I traveled a bit and I understand the language of Norwegian, and I try to talk to Norwegian with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I, I really appreciate that you're willing to talk Norwegian with me. Uh, although sometimes it will get us into trouble because I'll ask you about a word and you'll tell me the Danish <laughs> the Danish word. And I've already had one teacher be like, you know you're speaking Danish. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. well, I, uh, am I? I? I don't know. Yeah. And, and the, the, the teacher who's supposed to be teaching us or helping us learn Norwegian, she complained that a lot of the students come to the school and end up learning Danish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, the Norwegian word for marshmallow is marshmallow. The Danish word for marshmallow is skumpidusa, which is so much better. Yes. I would say. Like foamy, foamy good idea. Or like, yeah. yeah. So, because skum is foam, right? Mm-hmm. And fidusa is like a good idea. Mm, yeah, fidusa it's many things, but they can be. It's if it's a finole thing, maybe it's a <laughs> finole. <laughs> Everyone learned about finole last week. Okay, on the podcast, that's great. So, that's great. Yeah. Okay, then we can build on that. <laughs> but you can also you can be a fidus. It's something you can be if you're like a very small and not really very good at what you're doing. You can be a fidus. If you're small and not good at what you're doing. Yes, I will say that. Oh my gosh. Um, but you're trying very hard, and it's nice. Mm. So like a, uh, like some of the people in boat building are that. <laughs> no. So, uh, yes. But well, what would be a big fidus? A big fidus. What is your store fidus? Store fidus. Store fidus. Do you also fidus mayor? Can you make fiduza? It's something else. Uh, speaking of making stuff, uh, you are also in the boat building bulk with mm-hmm. me, which I, I'm having such a good time. Are you having a good time? Yep. Our teacher, Kenneth, does such a great job of like explaining things without like a lot of lecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels very hands-on, like. He, the the chainsaw learning day. I think he talked for about fifteen minutes and then was like, uh, "Now go sharpen and oil the chainsaws and put them together, and now go out and use them." Yeah. Here, here's how to cl- clean it, and here's how to start it. Now here's go how to it. fix it, and now yeah. you can do it yourself. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, I I've been working with chainsaws for years and years, and you you said you use. Uh, Motasaw, Motasaw, uh, a few times before too, but I, I'd never had anybody like explain any of it to me before. No. 
which I, I thought was really cool. And just the, like, the calm assuredness that he brings to showing us how to use the saws. It's, and then to see how it trickles down to everyone else in the course that, you know, we all went out into the woods and for the most part, everyone was very calm and thoughtful in their use of the saws, which mm-hmm. I think if, if, if you told me that, you're, that I was in charge of handing chainsaws to a dozen people who had maybe never used them before, yeah. and I had 30 minutes to explain how, and then they were just going to be in the woods with them for three days. I would be terrified. Yeah, yeah, me too. But, uh... Yeah, that's great. And uh, nothing happened. No, nothing happened. And everybody was very comfortable with it, I think. And, yeah. Every Well, almost yeah. everybody was comfortable with it. But it you and I decided not to use chainsaws. Yes. They're noisy. Yeah. I, yeah, it... For me, like, I wanted to be... You know, because that whole the the whole three days of camping out in the woods with the the cutting down the trees and everything to get the materials for these boats was about sort of like learning to read a forest, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Yeah. And and you know, Kenneth trying to teach us the very very basics of looking at a tree, deciding from the shape of the tree, you know, if it's a good tree for building a boat out of. Huh. And, like, which trees have harder wood or softer wood? Not even, like, between species, but, like, within the same kind of tree. Mm-hmm. Even two trees standing right next to each other. Like, yeah. Kenneth sees them so differently. Yeah. I I feel like after that time in the forest, I'm very judgmental. Mm-hmm. Like, when we went on the hike with the whole school yesterday, yeah. I normally would be like, oh, look at all these beautiful trees. And then I was yeah. like, none of these are perfect trees. No, this none is of going them are too good. fast. Yeah. This has too many branches. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I love how he builds on things he's told us before. Mm -hmm. So when we had that piece of wood, just as an aside, he kind of said, you can see the lines here mean that the tree was stressed and leaning on this side. Mm -hmm. And then we're out in the woods and he's showing us trees that are doing the same kind of thing that he's Mm -hmm. shown us on a piece of wood. It's it's so exactly the kind of learning I wanted to get here. Yeah. And so I, I felt comfortable asking him if I could just chop down one of the smaller trees just with a hand axe. Mm-hmm. And then he spent a little bit of time sort of explaining the different things that we would do. And then when he came by as we were doing it and like mm-hmm. showed us even more, yeah, it was like you could tell he was also excited that we wanted to learn uh-huh. that way. Because yeah. um, we'd already demonstrated we knew what to do with the chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, so great. I don't know. I, I, it, what, what, the, the, you, uh, Gamle Mor, mm-hmm. the old way. Gamle <laughs> Which, I mean, that, that's why I'm here. And I, I, I think that's a little bit of why you're here, right? With mm-hmm. these particular, because, I mean, you could learn. You could go, you know, a lot of people ask me why I had to go all the way to Norway for wooden boat school. Yeah. When there's a wooden boat school, you know, 30 kilometers from where I live mm-hmm. back in the States, the Port Townsend wooden boat school. They, yeah. it's, it takes a little bit longer because it's like across the fjord okay. from my hometown, but it's very close. Yeah. Like as the the bird, as a as the crow flies. Yes. I don't know why I couldn't say the line. that. Yeah. Line of sight. Uh 
I, f- I feel that learning to speak Norwegian has made me worse at speaking <laughs> English. I think it's great. It's great with the Norwegian or Norwegian. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, the, I get or and and confused all uh, the time. Yeah. Because it's or for and. Yeah. And then or is eller. Yeah. So it's like or. And I find myself saying to someone like, I'll be like, well, we could have chocolate or peppermint. <laughs> and I'd be like, that makes, that makes no, no sense. What am I saying? Yeah. Uh, so what, what, what got you excited about doing things the old way? Because you had mentioned that you worked, you've worked in a boat repair shop, mm-hmm. but it's like on like, fi- you, like fiberglass work, right? Yeah, it's all kind of work. It's both fiberglass and wood and... Yeah, plastic, aluminium, everything you can build a boat of. But it is uh, very much uh, repairing of boats, mm-hmm. and it's how to do it the best way or the fastest way. Or mm-hmm. So you think about all of the modern technologies, and you glue stuff together, and you actually, yeah. And I really wanted to, because I'm always interested in how to do things from the bottom of the things, and how they're actually made from the beginning, because I've never built a boat. I've never actually seen somebody build a boat from the scratch. Mm-hmm. I just, when a boat got broken, then you see, okay, this is how you can repair it, but how was right. it made in the first place? And how should it be made? And not make in the fastest way, but in the most mm, technologically advanced way from mm-hmm. old times. So not the now technology advanced, but this is much more developed, I would say. Yeah, I mean... I feel like my conceptualization of, I know the Afford Furings that we're going to mm-hmm. be building and that we've been sailing at the school aren't exactly Viking boats, but oh. as Schittel, our uh, sailing teacher, mm-hmm. says, they're the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And there's so much of the same thinking and techniques. And someone else was telling me that the way that you and I chopped down the tree to preserve like that large root coming out the side... Mm-hmm. Um, is actually a thing that people they've like found on Viking sites where they're actually digging out the roots and cutting them the same way from like yeah. a thousand years ago to get the same curve. Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of had this conceptualization of these boats as being these like because people talk about how tough they are and all the mm-hmm. you know the sail to the New World and sail to Greenland and all this. Yeah. Um, and then to hear Kenneth talk about them actually being flexible mm-hmm. was amazing yeah and and sort of like made to kind of float on top of the waves and kind yeah. of bend with the waves and yeah and also how they there are different kind of models for if you want to climb the wave or you mm-hmm. want to go through the wave and yeah, how the, you want to stabilize the boat and it's so yeah the the boats with the the certain kind of front that's mm-hmm. just for climbing the wave and they yeah. call them the um the goat boat the goat boat oh i don't remember the norwegian word yeah, it, it was some special Norwegian word. I need, I need to ask him about that and write it in my little book. Yeah. But yeah, the goat boats. As you know, the 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 sailboat I used to have had a very deep uh, keel, mm-hmm. and it would it would cut into waves. Yeah, and so it would like it's kind of smash mm-hmm. through, and so to be in a boat even bigger than that. Even not just on the little waves that were in the the fearings, um, 
and they kind of to feel them floating up over the top like my kayak did yeah uh is so fascinating like it's this is completely different relationship to the to the ocean mm-hmm. yeah uh with these like boats that sort of float around on top of the water yeah and that I don't know, that harvesting thing where we're actually trying to, like, pick out the tree. And even when Kenneth told us, like, you, you can do some of the work of shaping mm-hmm. the tree while it's still still stuck to the yeah. stump. It's like, it's much easier, because mm-hmm. if you, especially if you don't have the sawmill, the saw, sawmill mm-hmm. then it's very much easier just to shape the, yeah. the tree while you have it standing, and then you cut it down. It's, yeah. I and never then, thought of this. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah. That's... You know, my my conceptualization of what happens to trees comes from logging in my part of the world where they would cut it off, you know, just flat Mm -hmm. and then take all the branches off and like drag it out of the woods and float it down a river to a sawmill that was built on a river. And so this idea of like pre-processing the tree as it's stuck in the ground Mm -hmm. is... It's it's brilliant. Yeah, also it's, it's like it's the best standing. It cannot move, and you yeah. have the best angle to do it. Uh-huh. And it's, yeah, you can. Also you you couldn't make it again. It's like yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Oh, there goes a tractor. Yep. A tractor followed by a Tesla. Yeah, there's a lot of Teslas here actually. Yeah, tractors and Teslas. This is yeah. a very this, it's very confusing to mm-hmm. my eyes. Like. Yeah. Generally, back home, wherever tractors are driving on the main roads, people aren't driving Teslas. No. Yeah. What did you think of the mountain that we all hiked up yesterday? Rissa's National Mountain. Rissa's National Mountain. Blohaya. Blohaya, yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. But uh, I'm from Denmark, which Mm -hmm. is completely flat. And uh, every time I go up a little hill, I will just be... Yeah, we were, we were above the tree line, mm-hmm. so it was just yeah, amazing. We could look out and down on the clouds, mm-hmm. and it was yesterday. It was quite a nice day. I went trimming in the morning, and the sun came up, and there was like a fog, and it was like yeah. Then we come up behind over the trees, and so very, very nice. It's always a really fascinating experience to me to go on a hike with that many people all at the same time. Yeah, that's another thing too. So there were about 70, 73 of us, 70 some mm-hmm. students, and such a wide range of ability to walk up a hill. You know, mm-hmm. some people running all the way up to the top of the hill. Yeah. And some people couldn't even climb all the way up. Yeah. But in some ways, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with the couple of people who were like, I don't know if my body can do this. Like, I need to not. Because mm-hmm. uh, that is almost a level of self-awareness that is, yeah. particularly in younger people at a school like this, that's a level of, like, self-body awareness that I'm not, I wasn't expecting to see. No, no. That's quite And some people were like, yeah, I will just have a nice trip, and I will don't mm-hmm. do it. And, yeah, it's actually quite a... I'd brave in a way, oh, not to feel pressured to do it because you cannot do it. Yeah, 
there's a there's a lot. I mean, it seems built into the culture of the school that there's a lot of peer pressure to like mm-hmm. be a part of the group. Okay, now we're all gonna go on a hike, and then after the hike, we're all gonna play volleyball, and then after volleyball, we're all gonna have dinner together, and then after dinner, we're all gonna watch this film together. And like, I I've had to like not do some of the things because mm-hmm. I, I I would I would go crazy. Yep. Uh, because they only give us the one day off a week. Mm-hmm. And even during that, they're like, would you like to everybody want to watch the, the, the football match? Oh, and no. The... It's the Danish football match. Don't oh, know. Danish football. No. Yeah. It's not worth it? No. You think they're going to get smashed by Finland? No, I don't know. Maybe they'll win. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't either. I absolutely don't. I should, I should go up there after we're done recording this and like figure out who everyone in the room is rooting for and then just like absolutely cheer for the other team. Yeah, they're all rooting for Denmark. I don't yeah. think there's no Finns yet. Isn't there one Finn? Mm, maybe there's. At the school? I'm not sure. Whoever is quietest and hasn't talked to anybody. And maybe that's why the, I haven't met them. Yeah, the, there's like three or four students that I still don't know their names and I'm mm. like, I keep seeing them and being like, have I seen that person before? Are you Finnish? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, they just, we do so much. That's why going out to the woods with just the boat builders was mm-hmm. so much fun. Yeah, it really was. Because it was just, what, the, the 12 of us, mm-hmm. including Kenneth, um, cutting down trees all day and then eating around the fire. and. Yeah, it was very nice. And everybody was very, I think everybody had a very good time, actually. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, much, much nicer to, to be not so many. Yeah. And everybody felt calm and not stressed. That was definitely, I think, for me, the moment that our group clicked in, that I was like, I'm going to have a really good year with this group, mm-hmm. because everybody, you know, even by the third day, everyone was still having fun and kind of having a good time together. Uh, you know, even after sleeping several nights in the that damp field. Yeah. It's, it's so weird that the whole field, <laughs> it's, it's like just, a very steep slope. Mm-hmm. And it was just sogging all the way up. Yeah. yeah it's just, How yeah. does it not drain down? Yeah. What is holding all that water? Yeah. I don't get it. No. Yeah. And it was like, it was like even water upstairs. Yeah. When we went up the mountain, there was still water. Yeah. You would, you would hike up a hundred, 200 meters above where you mm-hmm. were and it mm-hmm. would be wetter. Yeah. I guess, I guess there's been quite a bit of rain. Yeah, there has been this year, but the last week or so, yeah. it's been not, yeah, I don't know. Boggy hill, Mjörfjell. Myr, yeah. <laughs> Bog mountain. Swamp mountain. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, what, oh my goodness, I just totally, my, my, uh, What's the line from Rumi? I've been reading poetry by Rumi, this Sufi mystic. And he said, when he loses his train of thought, he says, my elephant has gotten lost in dreams of Hindustan. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's like his mind, he's wandered off, off the topic. Uh, you mentioned that after this, you're planning to go to another boat building school. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? It's just a boatbuilding school in Denmark we have. I don't know how your system works, but if you want to be um, a carpenter or electrician, mm-hmm. or you have to go to some kind of school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also yeah. have that. But for boat building? Yes. 
so we have for all of this carbon dioxide, electricity, and, um, plumbing, all of this, mm-hmm. and then we have then we have quite a lot of, and we have only one for boat building in all of Denmark. And, uh, and what do they teach there? Is it like modern boat building and design, mm-hmm. or is it sort of older stuff? It's very much modern, mm-hmm. but it's like it's very. Uh, also, that's why I think it's quite good to go here mm-hmm. because you don't go. You can if you have boat building in so many things, especially right. modern boat building. Uh-huh. So you cannot very go deep into anything. So it's very right. very nice to go somewhere and go deep into something and really learn it. And then of course if you go to the school, you also have to go to um, apprentice apprenticeships. Apprenticeship. Yeah. Apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there you will learn, of course. Right. But they probably focus on most of more on one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think actually it's. Uh, because it's about the metal work, it's me- it's welding, it's right. electricity, it's motor, mm-hmm. it's glass fiber, it's wood. So. Which, in a way, there's a, a bit of that going on here, but we're mm-hmm. so focused on one yeah. sort of, not exactly one type, because there's all the different sizes of feedings, but mm-hmm. like one, yeah, but it's still one very specific species, because yeah. yeah. that's... That that thing that all of the boats in this region of Norway are the same boat, just different mm-hmm. sizes. Yeah. And they're delineated by how many oars they mm-hmm. have. Mm, That's it's just very cool. so cool. Yeah. And, the, you know, I've been on a lot of sailing boats, and, like, the simplicity of the sailing rig on these is really mm-hmm. appealing as yeah. well. Yeah, Like, really. you can make that sail pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You can You can put it up and put it down pretty easily. The way it... The yeah. way it's adjusted is so simple. Mm. Not that it, not that it's necessarily simple to sail, but like the, the amount of ropes, yep. traveling around are, yeah, and far it's like, fewer than I'm used to seeing. Yeah, and it's all you can pack it all together, mm-hmm. and then you can row the boat, and you can pack it all up in ten minutes, and then you can yep. sail the boat. Yeah, the the uh, Sheetal said that when they would tack those boats, mm-hmm. traditionally they would take the sail yeah, all the way down. That. We you were, were you doing that today? Yeah. You were, as you were trying to beat your way back up wind. Yes, exactly. We went on a sailing trip and then we uh, have a little uh, lake down here or something. Mm-hmm. And we sailed with the wind and then we had to get back against the wind. And it's, uh, we, were, we are not that familiar with this type of boat. So the tagging up, it, uh, it challenged us, I would say. But we, 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 got the, we got there. It was really funny for me because... I was out on a run mm-hmm. all the way up at the top of the mountain from yep. which you can see the whole lake. Mm-hmm. And down at the uh, this, the end of the lake, the south end of the lake where the wind was coming from, there yep. was the, the school's other boat. Yeah. Um, I forget what that one's called. I think it's you, called uh, Nufering. Nufering? Yeah. <laughs> the Nufering? Yes, I think so, but I'm not <laughs> the sure. The one that looks all nice and yeah. doesn't have leaks in the bottom. And you were out in Lena, the mm-hmm. one with the leaky bottom. Mm-hmm. And I could see, I didn't know who was who in which group. <laughs> But one of the boats was down at the end of the lake doing these perfect tacks and <laughs> sailing really fast and having a great time and like looking at little coves and everything. And then I watched your boat go down to the end of the lake, like with the wind, just really fast, having a good time. And then just kind of yeah. try to turn around and start coming <laughs> yes. back. And I was like, hmm, well. <laughs> yeah. what is, and then to hear everybody's stories about what was happening in the boats oh. and everything. It's good. But we had a great time. And we ended up rowing back. Because mm-hmm. we were like, okay, we're gonna, we cannot make it in the sailing. But, yeah. Have you tried rowing one of those by yourself yet? 
Uh, are they a little bit uh, it was fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, it's it's really interesting running a pair of oars that mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot. I mean, the balance point is really good because they get they get heavier as they come yeah. toward the handle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still it's like what are they like four meters long or something? Three yeah, meters long. Three meters, I think. Three meters, two and a half. Um, which would be th- basically three yards, nine, <laughs> nine, nine or ten feet uh, for all of my friends back home. Yeah. And normally you'd have six or eight people all rowing one of these together. Yeah. But it is possible because the benches go all the way across. So you can slide to the middle and work one oar mm-hmm. by yourself. Or have people sit, not necessarily next to each other, but they can sit offset too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when um, Torstein and I were rowing the two, mm-hmm. the the really small boat together, yeah. he sat behind me mm-hmm. and to one side, and I sat in front oh, of him yeah. to one side, and we were. It took us a long time to find a rhythm together, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize till later that he's never rowed. Okay. Before least. that, oh. and I was like, "Have you rowed before?" And he's like, "Oh yes, many times." And I was like, "You have?" And he's like, "Yes, in kayak." <laughs> well, <laughs> which is, I. It's a very different. Mm-hmm. Very different motion. I have actually never rowed a kayak. Oh, I really? Can, I can imagine it's uh, yeah. completely different. Well, once uh, uh, Thomas mm-hmm. finally gives us all the kayak course, yeah, uh, I would love to go out and, and kayak with you because they're mm-hmm. it's so fun. Yeah, but I, also you're very close to the water, so mm-hmm. you're almost you're almost there. Yeah, well, and your 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 butt is actually down below the water, so you're yeah. like really feeling your rumpa. Yes. Did you hear? Did you hear my uh, confusion about rumpa? And did I lumpa? tell you? That? And lumpa. Yes, yeah, I, I, I heard half of it. I think. Oh well, I I haven't told it for the for the people uh, listening at home, so I'll I'll tell you the the so um, Yoan, mm-hmm. uh, or Joan in American English. Would be that would be Joan. Joan. J O A N would be pronounced Joan yeah. in American English, but Johan. Uh, in our class, she's married to Shipto, mm-hmm. uh, but she's in the boat building course with us because she wants to build a small, smallish boat. I think. I think a pram is called. A pram. It's a little boat. Mm-hmm. Like a pram, like for the uh, British uh, English, they call. Uh, a stroller, like for mm-hmm. a, put a baby in, they call yeah. it a pram as yeah, well. Maybe pram. Yeah, maybe Might be the same word. Maybe. Uh, so, uh, Johan has a daughter named... Haunish. Haunish? Haunish. Haunish. I sometimes, some of the, the Norwegian words, I just try to imagine I have like a mouthful of hard-boiled egg. Haunish. Oh, just because you're speaking Danish. Oh, now I'm speaking <laughs> Danish. <laughs> With a potato in my mouth, yes. right? I don't know how to do it no again. Uh, uh, so we were the, the second or third day that we're all at the school. I've met Johan. We've hung out and chatted a little bit. Uh, we worked together in the blacksmith shop on the first day that we were working on boat stuff. Uh, and I saw I'd met her daughter at the opening night party. And so a couple nights later, we're having a barbecue out at the farm at Nost, and uh, I see. Uh, Almost. I'm murdering it. I'm yes. so sorry. I see Johan's uh, uh, d- um, daughter. Mm-hmm. There we go. Johan's daughter uh, running around. And she has this uh, this 
this uh, potato pancake thing. Basically a tortilla, but it's made from potato. And they're called lumpa. L-O-M-P-E. Or lumper for m- multiple of them, but mm-hmm. lumpa. But with an L. That'll be important. Uh, and then... I, I love these things, and I wanted one to put, because there was all this barbecue meat, but no buns or, or rolls or um, bread or anything. And so I saw this little girl, she kept eating them, and so I asked her, I was like, Kandu visa mai vor ar lumpa? Which, you know, like, basically, can you show me where, where are the lumpa? And she looks at me really weird, and then, like, kind of looks around, and then, like, gestures, like, follow me, and... Shows me where they are. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Tucson talk. And she's like, yeah, uh, uh And so I hang out and I like eat some lumpa and it's great. And then just before I leave, I see uh, Yohan's doctor, store med mm-hmm. Yohan. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they're together. And I go up to Yohan and I'm like, uh, you know, go not talk smit med yai, you know, whatever. Mm. My my Norwegian is already better than it was a week two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I think I've, you're very good at Norwegian actually. I think and you have we were in the store yesterday and the guy was talking Norwegian too and you just didn't understand. I think yeah. it was very good. Oh thanks. Uh but I still make mistakes because yeah. the next thing I said was I turned to her daughter and I'm like Talk fra viser my lumpa and I didn't pronounce the L <laughs> Quite clearly enough, and Johan looks at me and goes, "Vaha," and I'm like, uh, "Lumpa fra uh, shot," and she goes, "Oh, lumpa," and then she had to explain to me that "rumpa" means ass. Yes. And so what she heard was me saying to her nine-year-old daughter, "Thank you for showing me ass." Oh. It's like the it's like the kind of uh, uh, mistake in speaking another language that like people make in movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a foreigner comes in and is like, "Please to show me where I can find uh, your mother's sex hat," or what? And they're like, "What?" Yeah, uh, you know, like that is like that level of like comedic, mm-hmm. yeah, like one letter oh, off. Oh my gosh, it was, that's good. I, story. I I haven't been too embarrassed by any of my bad Norwegian, but that <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> as we uh, wrap this up, the thing I ask every guest is, uh, do you, and you're also learning Norwegian now. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a favorite Norwegian word that you've learned? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. It's a uh, rumpetrol. Rumpetrol. Yes, rumpetrol. <laughs> wait, wait, like astral? Like astral? <laughs> it's, um, you know, a frog. Before it becomes a frog, it's, uh-huh. it's, it first is in this bit uh, egg, uh-huh. and they like lay in the water and this big clutches. Right, so uh, like a tadpole. Yeah, and when they uh, like uh, start to swim uh-huh. and they get the tail, it's called a uh, rumpetrol. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> oh my god that's so perfect uh anyway everybody thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of strangely and friends the podcast 
This podcast is made possible by all of my incredible supporters over at patreon.com slash strangely. If you have any questions for me or Kama that you'd like to uh, ask either of us, you can send an email to strangely at tuta.io or you can message me via Patreon. I would love to hear from you. So, hadabra uh, or visa fra rumpatrol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>